This is Commemorate Canada. Dog pee. I have a lot of plane. Uranium, pure uranium on that plane. Were they converted to atomic bomb to drop it here? George Blondin speaks in Peter Blow's 1999 documentary Village of Widows. The film is about a little-known piece of Second World War history in Canada. In the 1930s and 40s, the Satu Dene on the shores of Great Bear Lake in the Northwest Territories inadvertently helped transport uranium used to build the atomic bombs that the Americans dropped on Japan in 1945. They didn't understand their work was linked to the war. After Hiroshima and Nagasaki, they couldn't forget. In the 1990s, a group of Satu Dene traveled to Japan to speak with those affected by nuclear weapons. George Blondin, again. I often thought about that. But it's not your fault. You don't know nothing. I never thought, I never thought, I thought it was gold. I thought he'd make rings of it or something. Eh? I'm Tim Querengesser, and this is Commemorate Canada a podcast about Canadian anniversaries in history. The podcast is a partnership between Canadian Geographic, Heritage Canada, and the Government of Canada. If you've ever wondered how the past, present, and even future of Canada is shaped by the Second World War, keep listening. Seventy-five years ago, it ended. The most global war in human history closed in steps. In the spring of 1945, it ended in Europe. In September, the Americans dropped nuclear bombs on Japan, killing hundreds of thousands. That ended the war in the Pacific. For Canada, the Second World War shaped the country, then and now. More than one million Canadians donned a uniform between 1939 and 1945. Back then, that meant one in ten of us. We fought in Europe, but also Hong Kong, the Aleutian Islands in the Arctic, the North Atlantic, Sicily, and North Africa. Those who weren't overseas in the war had little choice but to live as if they were part of the battle. In the Northwest, the Americans joined with Canadians to frantically build a highway and oil pipeline to Alaska to thwart a perceived threat from the Japanese. In the Northwest Territories, uranium was mined from Port Radium and processed for weapons. In the East, German U-boats repeatedly snuck into the St. Lawrence River and torpedoed ships, frightening small-town residents in Quebec and Nova Scotia. More than 20,000 Japanese Canadians were interned in a camp. Thousands more were deported. And in all parts of Canada... Jobs and lives during the war became geared toward supplying our troops and rationing resources. But 75 years later, research suggests younger Canadians have lost touch with a lot of this. 
A recent survey found many young people don't fully comprehend the scale of death in the German Holocaust against the Jewish and other peoples of Europe. So, do Canadians understand today how central this war was to our country? You simply can't understand the the prosperous um, second half of the 20th century in Canada without a without some uh, sense of what happened from 1939 to 1945. That's Tim Cook, author of The Fight for History. The book is part of a series on the war, and it examines Canada's memory about the conflict. Cook says it's natural for younger people today to know less about the war. 75 years is a long period that stretches connections, after all. How much do younger Canadians know in 2020 about the Second World War? I don't think they know a lot. Um, and, and, I, and I don't blame our education system, and I don't blame the fact that, uh, that we don't always tell our stories, although that's a part of it. I just think that 75 years ago, the Second World War, which is now several generations in the past, is probably a difficult thing for many young people to understand. If they do know, I think it's probably through maybe a grandfather or maybe a grandmother who may have served in the war or certainly was affected by the war. The Second World War for Canada, 1.1 million Canadians served in uniform. And yet 75 years later, now we're down to 30,000 veterans. And I suspect that many young people, um, while knowing something about the war, I think the names Hitler and the Holocaust would still resonate, although periodically we, we receive these surveys that tell us a dismal state of knowledge about even those really crucial figures or events in our history. Um, I suspect that, that the, the knowledge is probably not strong. Whether we remember or not, the Second World War was something the world should never forget. It was the era of fascism, nationalism, imperialism, populism, fanaticism, racism, the Holocaust. It was the rise of men like Hitler, Stalin, Tojo, Mussolini, names imprinted on our understanding of the darkness humans are capable of if left unchecked. It was also the rise of democracy in the West, the victory of the Allies over the darkness, along with the dawn of Soviet communism. The world more or less split into two, between East and West. The fight during the Second World War and its aftermath helped shape modern Canada. We left rural life for wartime jobs in the cities and stayed afterwards. Our economy industrialized and became linked to the United States. Globally, a worldwide system of order was created to rein in the nationalism and imperialism that had fueled the Second World War. Organizations such as NATO, but less directly, the World Health Organization and World Trade Organization. Author Tim Cook. The Second World War fundamentally changes Canada as a country. If, if we just think of the first half of the 20th century, think of the Great War, uh, which killed 66,000 Canadians. Think of the Depression and think of the Second World War. Just a, you know, a, an awful period of, of strife and turmoil and loss and, and also uh, changing our country fundamentally, as the Great War did. And, and, uh, but the Second World War changes us and, and we transform the emergence of a new social security net, uh, the baby boom um, that 
propels us forward with uh, millions of new Canadians. We see a massive uh, urbanization as Canadians move into the cities, initially for the wartime production jobs during the war, and, and they stay there and we build the suburbs. There was an increased industrialization. We become more closely tied to the United States through trade, primarily around the manufacture of wartime goods. But that continues uh, into the late 40s and the 50s and, uh, and obviously has been a legacy of the war. It continues on, not the least being that we, we had a million veterans who, who survived the war and who would uh, come back to Canada and build up our country. What we might have forgotten and what we now choose to know about the past are all part of our story. For the Satu Dene of the Northwest Territories, the realization came that their lives had been shaped by the Second World War and their distant connections to events in far-off lands. The people were put to work transporting uranium, which was ultimately used in nuclear weapons in Japan. Their link with the war therefore feels as it might for many Canadians who choose to ask about the war, distant yet also direct. Canada, then and now, is a different place thanks to the Second World War, which ended 75 years ago. Thanks for joining me on this journey through one significant anniversary of Canadian history. If you haven't done so, subscribe to our podcast, and you can also rate and review us. This podcast is available at no cost on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and also at cangeo.ca. To get in touch with us, send us a message on social media or email editor at canadiangeographic.ca. Today's episode is partly built from research by author Tim Cook. Thanks for listening.